Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Authority in itself, and that's the word I want to major on this morning, authority, the authority of sonship. The authority of sonship. In the New Testament particularly, you find that there is usually an interchange of the words authority and power. Just like sometimes you have the interchange of the words spirit and soul. Until you see where it says in Hebrews that the word of God is quick and powerful, dividing asunder spirit and soul. Then you realize that the only um, um, similitude, as it were, exists in the limited understanding or interpretation of the human mind. Because as far as the spirit of God is concerned, there is a clear distinction between spirit and soul. That's why the word of God can dissect the two. Okay, which people am I preaching to? Where are they? Okay. Okay, so I can know which direction I don't have time to waste time I can know which direction I'm preaching to yeah, Are you following me? In the same way we have um, The, shall I say for lack of a better word Erroneous um, 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 Tendency To interchange the word Authority with power For instance in John 1.12 Which will be our, our major text for this morning It says, for as many as, in verse 11 It says, he came to the and received him not, As many as believed him or received him, he gave power to become sons of God. The English word used there is the word power. But in the original text in the Greek, the word used there is exousia, which doesn't mean power. Are you following me now? So the English translators, authority, power, basically the same thing. Um, but scripture under, understanding and interpretation determines that you look into exactly what was said. In the language that it was said. So the word used there is the word Exousia, because the word for power in the New Testament primarily, and even in the Greek rendition of the Old Testament, is the word dunamin. I'm sure you've heard that word. You get variants of duname, you get variants of dunamis, you get variants of dunamai, you know, and that refers to ability. Authority, on the other hand, exousia, is not ability. Authority is what grants you the right to exercise ability. Are you here? So I can do something. Um, let me put it this way. Everybody or anybody who has a good head on their shoulders can stand at a junction and conduct traffic. Like we see happen sometimes in places like Lagos. Yeah, you just park your car and come out because you get us it on bad. Who knows what I'm talking about? But the difference between that arbitrary person... And a road marshal or a traffic policeman is that the traffic policeman, when he does that to you to stop, it is not his physical stature or ability or appearance that is causing you to stop. It's the fact that he has been delegated to apply the power that he has to get you to stop. So what you're stopping to is not the power, as it were, of the person. Are you here? What you're stopping to or what you're obeying when you see a soldier with a gun 20 minutes ahead at a checkpoint, your average, you know, reaction is, oh, this guy's a game. What do they want? But you will say all of that in time to get there. <laughs> Who knows what I'm saying? Me, I'm a very real guy. Yeah. You say it all you want. Oh, this guy's a game. What, are they? what is this checkpoint? Collection point? Whatever it is. But as soon as you get there, you put on your best smile. Yes, officer. Good <laughs> Good morning, sir. How is everything? Because according to scripture, he does not wield the sword in vain. 
If he tells you inner light, what do you have? What is he exercising? Not power. He's exercising authority. So authority confers upon you the right to use or exercise power. Are you here? Now, why isn't it power by which we are sons of God? To them he gave authority. That's the original rendition. That's what I'm trying to correct this morning. He didn't give them dunamin ability to become. Are you here? Why? Because from the very onset, God has always been father. Before there was anything or anyone to answer son, God has been father. So you see in Job 38 where God tells Job, brace yourself, say you're making noise. I will ask you questions and you will answer me. And God starts to ask Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Verse 7, Job 38, 7, it says, When the sons of God clapped their hands and the morning stars sang for joy. Job 37 and 8. Job 38 and 7. When the morning stars sang together at the foundation, let me use a Nigerian phrase, at the foundation laying ceremony of the earth. Clearly there was no man. Are we here, TSP? I don't have time more. And, and all the sons of God did what? No human beings at creation, sons of God shouted for joy. Who were they? In Genesis 5 and 6, you see where it, it begins to speak about Noah. And it says in those days, the sons of God took upon them daughters of men. If sons of God were human, there would be no need for the, to be a dichotomy between sons of God and daughters of men. Who were they? So you find that even before the advent of humanity, God had always had a father disposition. And in a promissory sense, or in a symbolic sense, or in a typological sense, angelic beings at some point were referred to briefly. As sons of God. Until they to whom the title and possession belongs would be made manifest. So it turns out that when you worship and you call God Rose of Sharon, Lily of the Valley, Alpha and Omega, Bright and the Morning Star, and all the Christianese cliches by which we, 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 we vocalize our worship, none of that matters to God as much as when you say Father. Jesus is the pattern son. I mean, you would think that if he needed to hype God, you know, our sonship and our understanding of God should not be based on Nigerian film. And should not be based on drama that you watch growing up in church. That places Jesus on one throne on there. And then one angel is standing on the left and another on the right. And then you now come. You know how you now dance for Jesus, for God. And then make him feel nice. And then he will now get up. Hmm, hmm, hmm. What do you want? I'm ready for you now. Who knows what I'm talking about? And erroneously, some of you would not admit it. But somewhere at the back of our minds, we have that disposition. That paradigm of God. That's why when you mess up, you run. And so we come and you are this and you are that. And then you, you worship in order to feel like you have worshipped through. You pray until you feel a release. Who is talking? Who am I talking to here? So you pray until you feel like, uh -huh, I think I've passed the fourth heaven. Who knows what I'm talking about? 
But our sonship is never based on a feeling. Our sonship is based on knowing. The problem with church is we have relegated our spiritual reality to sensuality. So somebody leaves church and goes, hey, audacity was great today. What do you think? Say, hey, I didn't quite feel it. So what? <laughs> Who told you we are worshipping for you to feel? That's why every now and then life hits you in the face. I haven't started. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. Life hits you in the face and then you start to doubt your sonship. You know you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You know it is not of works, lest any man should boast. You know you have been taught, you have sat under it. But when you mess up, the voices come in your head. And you start to feel inadequate. And you forget that when he announced in Colossians that he has qualified us, chapter 1 and verse 12, it had nothing to do with what you did, are doing, or will ever do. Now, when it doesn't matter as it were, most, you're happy to be qualified in the beloved. You're happy to be called the righteousness of God in Christ. When you mess up, then you are afraid. The Lord said to, said to me many years ago, well, when you're sick in church and you, you, and you miss audacity rehearsal, they ask you, why did you come for rehearsal? What do you usually say? I've been strong. At least in religious circles. Maybe not in TSP. You guys are too sophisticated for that. You know, you guys are very, very, you know, high up there. But who knows what I'm talking about? I've been strong. Ah, you couldn't make it. What happened? Ah, I was very rich. <laughs> Come on, talk to me now. Don't look. Oh, I, I, there are people in this side. You, you know what I'm saying? I was very, I was very rich. And, and it got to the point where if you said I was sick, people, Christians look at you like, eh? how dare you say that you are sick when by his stripes you were healed. Not you are healed. Not you will be. Peter says you were healed. How dare you say you are broke? No. You, are, you have all wealth. You have all sufficiency in all things. And then you messed up. The same church that says to you, don't say you are sick when you are sick. The same church that says to you, don't say you are broke when you are broke. It's the same church that will tell you you are a sinner. Why can't the same church tell you, don't ever say you are a sinner. Declare that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hey, what is good for the goose is good for the gander. But the moment he switches to performance, because the average human mind is wired, especially in Africa, wired to not trust anything you do not work for. You see, the problem of the gospel is not in its complexity. The problem of the gospel is in its simplicity. The gospel is difficult because it is simple. I have a plane to, I have a plane to catch. <laughs> Are you guys listening to me? So you now go, oh, no, 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 no. I, uh, uh, I am, I, I, I am. I, that's how it's doing me. I didn't feel worthy. Worthiness is not a feeling. Worthiness is a person. That person is in you. So you are worthy. Righteousness is a person. And the system that undergirds that person. So it is not discolored. That's why a believer that cannot, we cannot be talking revival as a believer. It's a human person or human soul or human spirit that needs reviving. The spirit of God in a mansa is perfect. Instantly. Now. Forever. That's the quality. God cannot give doctor what he does not have. If God does not have temporal life, 
he can't give temporal life. If God cannot be corrupted, he cannot give what can be corrupted. He gives such as he has. Are you hearing me? So we have not power to become sons of God. We have authority. What does that mean? Let's look at the next few minutes that we have. Authority, I wrote here, is attributed to God the Father. It is resident in his very nature. God has all authority. We have gone through that in the past few weeks, right? All authority belongs to God. And it's available to God for the facilitating of his will. So you are given authority. You are given the right to exercise power in order to bring something about. Does that make sense? So we have security forces armed to do stuff to bring about a particular outcome. Are you following me? So authority is always on assignment. Are we here? You are mandated to do something in order to bring something about. And as believers, we understand that authority is given for the facilitating of the Father's will. It gets even more interesting. All authority is vested in the Son. I'm going somewhere with this. I hope to get there in a few minutes. All authority is vested in the Son. John 3 and 15. John 3 and 15. John 3 and 15. That who... I beg your pardon. 35. John 3 and 35. 35. The father loves the son and has given how many things? All things into his hand. When Jesus resurrected in Matthew 28, Matthew 28 and 18, Matthew 28 and 18. I'm just trying to be really quick. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority, exousia, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In Hebrews 2 and 5, you see where it says about, um, uh, about Jesus that all things are subject to him. Hebrews 2 and 5, for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. Verse 6, go on. I need, next verse. But one testified in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you take care of him? And obviously this was referring to Jesus, right? Verse 7, you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with honor and glory and set him over the works of your hands. Verse 8, you have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. Doesn't mean that they are not under him. All things are subject to him. And it's two four reasons why we don't, things, all things do not appear to be put under him. Because there's some level of authority that is delegated to you as a son. You. You as a son. By being in the very image of God. And if I have time, I'll get to that. All authority is vested in the son. All authority, it was by that authority vested in the son that he created all things. The son. By the delegated right from the father that mandates him to bring about something. That's how creation was brought about. Are we here? In Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without form and void, darkness upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. Verse 3, and God said. Has anybody ever thought about what that meant? Maybe Doc has preached it here before. Maybe you've heard it here before. But to understand, and God said, you need to go to Genesis, John chapter 1. And Hebrews chapter 3. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The what? Where are the people I'm preaching to again? 
Okay. The word was, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. John 1, 2. He was in the beginning with God. The word was in the beginning with God. Now, if the entire scriptures are about Jesus, it means that in every line of every verse of every chapter, he's out there in plain sight. So if you read a chronology, if you read a narrative, if you read Esau and Jacob, read David and Goliath, read Saul and David, and don't see Jesus, you just know Bible stories. And the scriptures were not written to give you Bible stories. So if he says he was in the beginning with God, and in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, then we ought to see the word logos in the beginning when we read it. In other words, scripture will be contradicting itself. If he says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was in the beginning with God. When we read beginning, and we don't see the word, there's a problem. Because the word no longer becomes infallible. You know, there's a doctrine called the infallibility of scripture. Where scripture cannot be said to have or to fail. It cannot be said to be doubtful. It cannot. We have a problem with the infallibility of scripture if we don't see the word in the beginning. All things, verse 3. Verse 3. All things were made through the word. And him. Not it. And without him, the word... Nothing was made that was made. Hebrews 11 and 3. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things. So for the evidence of things not seen. Verse, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Are we together? The worlds were framed by the word of God. All things were made by him, the word. Now when you come to Genesis 1. And in verse 3 and 5 and 7 and 9 and the rest of the verses in chapter 1. Where it says, and God said. What do you think happened? As I fondly say, what is the setting of God? In Genesis 1-3. Was it a verbal declaration? Light be or was it a release of the logos? By whom all things were made. So when you see, and God said, and God released Jesus upon the earth. So when God speaks, Jesus happens. Because Jesus is the logos of the father. The logos means the essence of the thoughts preferences and ideas of a person are you following me so the sum total of a person's processing ability is logos so when you say um like a professor emeritus who has written every single article he could probably write about anything in his field of study and has has nothing else to give in other words everything about what he's worth mentally or or or, or, or scientifically have been captured in a thesis that is robust and comprehensive that becomes his logos in other words, that professor has nothing more or nothing else to say outside his logos. If you want to know anything about the professor's work, anything about his field of expertise, consult his logos. So when Jesus is called the logos, what does that make him? The entire processing ability 
of God. The entire creative genius of God is Christ. Now look at me, son of God. If he then says in 1 Corinthians that to you, that Jesus is the wisdom of God. You have a problem if you fail. Only five people heard me. Because that logos is the wisdom, sophos, from which you get the word sonia. If the sophos by which God created the universe lives in you, what is your problem? What prayer points do you need? So you see, it's not a expectation or I'm believing God for. A lot of what you are believing God for, God is believing you for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm wait- Can you take a rain check? He's waiting on you. Wake up and become what you are. Are you hearing me? John 1 12, I told you it's not a power to become sons, it's authority to become sons. Why did I say that? Because I said, I went on to say that he's always been Father God. And because he's always been Father God, he's always reckoned himself having sons. When you reckon, it's the same way you are justified. You are, you are oh, Holy Spirit, help me. I, 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 want to, I don't want to say things I, don't, I can't follow up. You, you, emoji. <laughs> you know, Jesus came to die because God had reckoned us righteous. He, he didn't come to die, as it were, to make us righteous. In other words, your righteousness starts in the reckoning of God that then had to fund the finished work of Christ. Are you following me? God had a, an agenda. His agenda was bringing many sons into glory. He fell in love with sinners. Why? Because sinners did not begin as sinners. So we, 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 uh, eventually we'll have to rethink our concept of being born again, sir. Because we didn't start, we didn't start off as sinners. We started off as sons in his image. Genesis 1.26 Let us now make man in our own image and after our likeness. Another question. What is the image of God? In other words, what was God consulting to make you? You know, we can go along as believers for and have 20 and you know, I, I've been in the Lord for 40 years. I've been in the Lord. Who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've been in the Lord longer than you've been on the earth. And we can't explain certain basic concepts of our salvation. What does it mean for a man to be in God's image? Does it mean you, God looked at his two eyes and gave you two. He couldn't possibly have two eyes when the four living creatures he created have eyes all over. So it means the four living creatures have greater optic ability than God. Or he has two nostrils or two ears. It's not your body that is in his image, sir. It's not your body. Now, if we rule that out by the process of elimination, what then is in his image? What was God consulting to create man at creation? Until we understand that we live in error 
of who our real state is. What our real state is. Colossians 1.15. I need Colossians 1.15. I need 2 Corinthians 4.4. Go back to 12. Let me help somebody with this quickly. Where's time gone? 12. (laughs) 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. The kingdom. I want you to see where the subject matter starts. The son of his love. Who is that? Talk to me, TSP. Jesus Christ. Okay? So the subject matter now is the son. Okay? Jesus. Next verse. In whom, right? In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Who is being talked about? 15. He is the image. He is not us the image. He is the image. Hebrews 1 and 1. And in verse 3, God in various times and sundry ways, Hebrews 1 and 1. Hebrews 1 and 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, go on, has in this last day spoken to us by the son who he appointed as heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds. See verse 3. This son, who being the brightness of his glory and the express. Are you here this morning? 2 Corinthians 4 4. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Maliko Sipranda Hijabada Hodos. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Whose mind the God of this age has blinded. I don't have time to pick the context. Who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel. Of the glory of Christ. Who is. I hope with these few words of the scripture. I've been able to convince you. (laughs) That Jesus. Is the image of God. What does that mean? That at the time you were going to be created. God called the son and said come stand here. What is your attribute? Put it here. What is your ability? Put it here. What's your advantage? Put it here. What's your makeup? Put it here. What's your scope of operation? Put it here. What's the quality of life I'm going to give you? Put it here. So God consulted Jesus expressly to create the first man. Hold on. Okay. The clap has been doing you. So clap it a little bit so I can continue. Okay, it's okay. Thank you. I need to go on. That's why he's called the first Adam. Prototype, prototokos in the Greek. First from many. So it's from Adam now, God starts to roll off from the assembly line. The perfected man that is a replica or a similitude or an expression of what he had in mind. So when that man gets corrupted, it only follows that everything the man gives birth to will arrive corrupted. If you're assembling a phone and the prototype, the, the, the mold gets dented at the point you're pouring silicon in and forming everything, everything that comes off will come off as dented in the exact same manner as where that error occurred. Does that make sense? We cannot have all Toyota cars in one batch and two or three of them have brake fail. All of them are corrupted. So guess what happens? Jesus then comes back as the second Adam. 
So when you are born again, actually the Greek phrase for born again actually means born from above. That's what it means in actual fact. So when you're born again, what does it mean? You have returned to divine order. Are you hearing me? So in the mind of God, you have always been a son. So everything God did following the fall of man was return man to divine order. He made, he conceived humanity in sonship to legislate his authority inside his dominion. Dominion comes from the word domain. And domains are administered by kings. The Greek word is basilia in the New Testament. Jesus says, my kingdom, my basilia is not of this world. So inside the kingdom, you are given or you are vested with authority. Because you are sons. Let's go back to Genesis 1.26. I can close there. I can't do this in the time I have left. Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own. Oh, talk to me, TSP. In our own. Our Elohim, Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. I don't want to address you whether you're Trinitarian or Unitarian or oneness, the Lord will help you. <laughs> Amen. But in our image, because the Spirit, I mean, sometimes we argue over things that are unnecessary. Petty things in doctrine. You are arguing the Spirit of God. Go and read Romans 8. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Christ, it's the same Spirit. There are no two spirits. Oh, the seven spirits of God. Let, let me mind my business. <laughs> let us make man in our own image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion. Let them what? Have dominion. So really, you were created as an expression of divine dominion on the earth. That's how you were in God's mind. But you will not just come out and be what God had said on your own as you did. Because of this body of flesh. So he gives you authority to become what he by his reckoning has made you to be. Are you following me? So you're not giving power to become because it's not by your power that you become. He's by his power and his power is in his thought. So you are now given authority to become. Now there's two things I want to share there and we close. Authority, you are, he gave authority to become sons of God. An analogy dropped in my spirit, pastor. If I gave you a check for a millionaire, somebody said, okay, because that was their prayer points this morning. <laughs> say, yes, yes, Lord, that's me you're talking about. Yes, Lord. Prophesy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord rebuke you. I'm joking. Calm down. Calm. You have to be calming down. I give you a check for a million naira. And you go to the bank and they can't cash it because it is not authorized. So it needs the authority of the supplier of the instrument to make it legal tender. So you must sign on the front. And in most cases you must sign or even double sign on the back. To say, I approve this check, the bearer is known to me, blah, 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 blah. That is a check that has been authorized. Now, we are authorized to be sons of God, and that's good. And some of us understand that, and we, we camp there. There's more. 
Authority is not just you enjoying the authorization of the Father in the earth so that you walk away feeling like, yeah, whatever I have is divine power has given us all we need for life and godliness. Second Peter 1, 3, right? You know, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, right? Uh, Ephesians 1, 3. I just keep going on and on. Like, and you having all sufficiency in all things can abound in every good work. Second Corinthians 9, yeah, it's not in the fact that he authorizes stuff for you as a son that makes you content. There's more. Because his desire for you is by virtue of you being his son. He gives you the checkbook. After a few check leaves have been authorized. He gives you the checkbook. And he says to you, your signature on this checkbook is as good as mine. Scenario one. You have been authorized to enjoy sonship. Scenario two, you have been given, bequeathed authority to do sonship. Bringing about the express will of the father in the earth as God would have done it were he on the earth. Until then, we are not in authority. So please, if that's all we achieved this morning, go beyond thinking authority is what causes you to enjoy stuff. Authority is what empowers you to bring heaven to bear on the earth. Until then, we cannot say we are church. We are not church to enjoy miracles. Sons of God don't live by miracles. Sorry if I just offended you. We don't live by miracles. We work miracles. Sons of God don't sing that God is a miracle worker. Okay, ouch. I've said that. Because, sir, I am the miracle worker. You are the miracle worker. If God is working miracles, it's because I'm here. Because if God is here now, it's because I'm here. God is here because you are here. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the reality of your sonship. Are you listening to me? That's the reality of your sonship. So we don't live by the miracles that we expect to be wrought for us. We are the ones working the miracles. That's when you transition from enjoying the benefits of sonship to legislating the benefits of sonship. On the earth, you determine how things go because you're a son. If there's chaos around you, you haven't brought the weight of your sonship reality to bear upon it. You're not speaking. You're not believing. Oh, no, is this my headache? You know? No, this is my headache. You know how it comes third week of every October? And some of you are laughing, but some of you know what I'm talking about. You know how it is. Ah, are you able to, to, to give that offering on my behalf? Wednesday, ah, you know now, it's the mountain, I don't get money. And you are crafting a laprosaker, but is it helping anybody? You are crafting your condition by your altering of your position. 
what you release are sound waves in the atmosphere that, the, that the, have, the, have established that for you money has no business coming until month end. Oh, pastor, please believe God with me. I said God is believing for you. Because we're asking of God for something that he has totally bequeathed to you. I will say something controversial. If you don't understand it, Dr. Phil will explain it when I'm safely gone. (laughs) Are you ready for it? God has no blessing to give you. As far as blessing is concerned, let me be even more provocative. God is broke. Like I said, I'm gone in like 30 minutes. (laughs) When the service closed. As far as blessing is concerned, his blessing kitty is empty. Because he has given you the blessing. Problem is, we have mixed up the blessing, eulogio, from which you get the word eulogy, to confer something upon the person. We have confused the blessing, eulogio, with blessings, makarios, benefits that accrue to a person on account of how they apply or appropriate the blessing. So when benefits happen in somebody's life, you say, God has blessed me. No, God has blessed you before the problem, before the supply. Your supply is not the blessing. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't insult the blessing. That you got a car is not the blessing. God did not bless you with a car. And he will not bless you with a car. If he does that, there should be at least one example in the New Testament. And there's none. So if he's the pattern son, he is. Or he's not. See what you call blessing. Romans 8, 32. Romans 8, 32. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son. In fact, I mean, these are things you know in this house. Go to Galatians 3.13 and 14. We'll come back to Romans 8. Galatians 3.13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. 14. That the blessing of Abraham. So you see, for decades we sang erroneously, Abraham's blessings are mine. Is Abraham's blessing. And he had to wait for me before he, Abraham, could come into it. So, I'm sorry, Doc, but we, sons of God, don't pray and say, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Elijah, and Moses. Because apart from us, they could not be made perfect. Hebrews 11.39. The blessing of Abraham. Isaac wasn't the blessing. When God promised The blessing to Abraham. A child was not the subject matter. Go and read it. 
Go and read it. A child was not the subject matter. In fact, how, what started the conversation was, was Abraham saying, you have said all these things, but, but you have not told me who will be my heir. You have said you will do all these things, and that's good and fine. But me, I have another problem. So God promising the blessing to Abraham was not linked to the promise of a child. So fruit of the womb is not blessing. Hebrews 11 said, these all died not having obtained the promise. God having prepared for us. So the blessing is Christ. Are you hearing me? It all revolves around him. Sufficiency, Christ. Preservation, Christ. Righteousness, Christ. Justification, Christ. Redemption, Wealth. He is the blessing. Now because you have the blessing, Romans 8 and 32, he who did not spare his own son, how will he or how shall he not with him also how freely give us all things. All things. So what you are calling blessing is all things. That accrue to you because you have and appropriate the blessing. So we are all blessed in Christ in equal measure. We will not all legislate and enjoy life in equal measure. That's the problem. This is what separates the men from the boys among sons. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? We are all sons of God. I wish I had time. First John 3 and 1 and 2. Now are we the sons of God. I rebuke that spirit that is postponing my sonship. There's something that's coming up lately where people are making a promissory sense of our sonship. In the name of theology. First John 3 and 1 and 2. A couple more minutes. Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed on us that we should be called. So people become pedantic with language and go, well, that we should be called could imply that we are not yet called. Okay, we're here. No problem. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. See verse 2. Beloved, now! The word now in the Greek is the word non, N-U-N. And it means immediately. Instantly as a result of a preceding action. That's the word non. N-U, you know, like Catholic non, N-U-N. In the Greek, that's the word used there for now. Immediately. Instantly. How are we sons? By adoption. Galatians 4, 5 and 6. Put it up. Galatians 4, 5 and 6. To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as what? And then in case you want to go, that sounds futuristic. See verse 6. And because and because you are, not because you will be sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. You are a son because the son's spirit is in your heart. 
if you are postponing my sonship, you have to be as well postponing my infilling of the Holy Spirit. If you are saying I'm not a son now, you are saying I don't have the Holy Spirit now. If I don't have the Holy Spirit now, I have no seal of salvation for the day of redemption. I have no deposit guaranteeing me immortality. And that's a dangerous theological precedent to set. We are sons now. Somebody say now. We are not going to be sons we are sons going to be something else that has not yet been revealed. First John 3, 2. Put it up, put it up, put it up. First John 3, 2. First John 3, 2. Back where we were before. Beloved, now are we children of God, Doc. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. No, before we even get to we know, the important thing is what we shall be is not sons. We are now, sons, what we shall appear to be when we see Jesus eventually has not been revealed. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I, 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 I don't want to go into some things today. I'm cool with that. But right now, I'm a son. One of Dr. Phil's favorite scriptures, 1 John four nineteen, I believe. In that you might have boldness in the day of judgment for as he is. So are we, no, please, the crucial lines in that verse is in this world. 17, I beg your pardon, not, not 19, 17. 17. Because as he is, so are we where? Where? So the benefits and the legislative ability of sonship must be brought to bear in the earth now. We are, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm about to say something else, it might put me in trouble. Emoji. Our sonship no get used for heaven. No. So this is bad news for people that are trying to make heaven. No, uh, are you here today? Uh-uh. Because for sons of God, emoji, it is not heaven at last, it's heaven at first. For sons of God, it is not heaven as a reward for performance. It's heaven as a gift by virtue of his righteousness imputed to us. How can I, me, citizen of heaven, Philippians 3.20, how can I, a citizen of heaven, be trying to make heaven? Excuse me. Hey, hold on. Emoji, I have to close. Wait, hold on. Shh. Our what? Our what? It's where? Please. I beg. Wait. Wait first, wait first, wait first, wait first. Don't do this to me. Wait first. How many of you have traveled outside Nigeria recently? Nigerians. Nigerian passport. Lift your hands. Nigerian passport. Green passport. Please, you traveled abroad. You came back, you landed in Namibia Security International Airport. Or Motala Mohammed International Airport. And then you are in the queue waiting for immigration. And your heart is palpitating. You are not sure if you can make Nigeria. <laughs> Who has a, who has a, I wish somebody had a passport now I could use. Does anybody have a passport right now on you? Okay, you, you brought it to church so we can pray for it for you to travel. <laughs> Nobody like that. Oh, come on. You are standing at the queue and your heart is beating. Have I done enough to be accepted back into Nigeria? Have I performed well? If they look at my passport and see that two pages are bent, one page is torn, 
palm oil poured on my data page. I'm giving you practical examples of stuff that happens. My child weed on my passport or something happened there. Oh, Holy Spirit, please. Oh, may I be found worthy to be admitted into Nigeria? Has anybody done that? Okay, I have a verse for you. Jesus said, if you who are evil know how to give good gift, how much more your heavenly father? So you start and you are not sure, will I enter heaven? Have I done enough? Have I performed well? Did I look after my citizenship well? Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his throne. It is his job, not yours. I'm shouting because he gets how he did do me. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying to We are sons. It's not something you can be quiet about. What's wrong with you? We are sons. It's worth shouting. Let the sons lift up a shout of praise in this room like you lost your mind. Give him a shout of victory, a shout of dominion, a shout of authority, a shout. This is not a message to just be nice about. When you live here, arrest everything in your life and bring it into obedience to Christ because you are a son. You are not authorized to be a son alone. You have been given the authority of sonship. Did anybody get this? Did anybody get this? The standpoint church lift up your voice and declare your reality in a shout in a praise, in a tongue, celebrate the authority you have in Christ Jesus. Not just to enjoy something, but to be something. Not just to get something, but to create something. Give God a praise in here. Release it from your spirit. Let something shift in the atmosphere. Because I know that I know that I know that I am a son of God. concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.